I wonder if you've been outside for your daily exercise yet. A cycle, a walk, maybe a run, or maybe you are staying safe inside and we'll do a YouTube exercise later. Maybe P with Joe will be on your telly. Lots of bending and stretching and reaching up. The accounts of the resurrection are the only times we read in the gospel of the followers of Jesus running. Here in John, it is Mary running to the disciples and then Peter and the disciple Jesus loved, which is usually taken to be John, running to the tomb. There is an urgency in the early morning twilight. They want to discover what is going on. There's a mystery in the air. What they had hoped for in the Messiah hadn't fallen, they had, it had sort of fallen flat when Jesus had been betrayed when he'd been unjustly tried, when he'd been cruelly executed. Surely the Messiah wasn't supposed to die. How could everything be so wrong? The problem was their understandings of kingship and rebellion was misplaced. They didn't understand what the scriptures had meant. So, after the risen tomb had been entered. They didn't understand the scriptures. They didn't understand that Jesus had to die, that the new Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. And this thought still had to dawn within them. The writer throughout the fourth gospel introduces the idea of darkness and nighttime to hint there is evil or an element of the chaos, chaos which comes into order through the days of creation, chaos that comes into order through the presence of God. Mary Magdalene sets off in that greyness, that wandering darkness, a grey darkness, not just of sky, which is not yet lit, but a gloominess of the past few days and of what she is expecting to find. In normal circumstances, we tend to approach the days of Easter and Christ rising with thoughts of maybe bright daffodils, and tulips, of chocolate eggs, of the idea of having a roast dinner shared with the family. Those were not Mary's thoughts. Emotionally, she was still with the grief of the cross unaware of what had been accomplished by the one who had hung there. The day of resurrection is the first day of recreation. A new order is in place, one where our mortal life may end in death. That may still happen, but it need not be the end as we each can continue spiritually alive with a resurrection life. Resurrection is not the same as resuscitation. The daughter of Jairus was resuscitated, as was Lazarus. 
Resuscitation is the effort of restoring the life that was previously known. Those Jesus resuscitated returned to frail human life that they had previously had. And at a later date, they would lose that life again. But resurrection is different. It is a new spiritual life, one which will continue for an eternity, free of sickness, free of suffering, free of sin and full of hope. It is in Jesus's resurrected state that hundreds of followers would see him between that first Easter and when he ascended to the Father's side. We do not see in this life those who are in the fullness of their new life, but we do know that Christ has already prepared a place for them. As the sunlight brightens the day, the two disciples are mine. John, apparently the faster of the two runners, gets there first, but he hesitates at the mouth of the tomb. Peter, however, although a little slower at the running, is his usual self, isn't he? He goes straight in. But then we hear it's the one who waited, the one who steps in second, who sees and believes. They don't, however, see the whole picture. There's still a murkiness. And it won't be until the mysterious darkness of evening, when again locked in an upper room, Jesus will appear to them. And then the prophecies of all the teachings of Jesus will start to become clearer. On this Easter day, in the circumstances we've never been in before. We might be in a bit of murky confusion about the way ahead in our lives. We might, like Mary Magdalene, be grieving the loss of a friend or a family member. We might, like the disciples, be struggling to comprehend what we thought should have happened in our life, but now seems dashed. Perhaps we are trying to think through our employment situation or our family relationships. Maybe it's our finances, our rent, our mortgage payments. Maybe we have underlying health conditions that put us at risk if we were to get the virus. Maybe there's other issues burdening your heart that cloud over where you want to be at this moment. Ask the Lord to shine his light on these issues, that the path ahead may become clear. May any grief be accompanied by an assurance of hope. And let each one of us have an Easter eagerness, an urgency to run perhaps virtually in some cases, into the world, proclaiming that Christ is risen and offers us life. Amen. Let's pray. 
almighty God, so, so full of love. We come before you, perhaps with hearts hanging with gloom because of what has happened in our lives in this nation across the earth. Lord, when you made this world, 